0: Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks host Audrey Dove shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world, with a special focus on intellectual property.
1: My guest today is the Spanish entrepreneur Regina Polanco. After legal studies, Regina followed her passion for textile and fashion and founded four years ago the company Pirates Smart Fabrics natural fibers that bring specific benefits for the skin and body, such as immune system boosts. With clients from all over the world in the sportswear and fashion fields, Regina managed to protect pirates' intellectual property carefully, and she shares with us her experience and the role that IP has played from the very beginning of this business journey. Business of Pirates, Uh, Regina, relies mainly on an innovative fiber technology that is embedded in a smart fabric, mainly for active wear and outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. Your company sits at the crossroads of fashion and high tech. So we can legitimately say that innovation is really at the heart, at the core of its mere existence. Mm -hmm. Do you find this marriage between fashion and high tech trigger specific challenges And are there companies or maybe entrepreneurs that you consider as trailblazers or as pioneers that would have inspired you?
2: Well, fashion has always been an industry very closely linked to innovation. I think there is a real demand for innovation and high-tech today, and fashion is one of the greatest, uh, let's call it, vessels to bring these advancements to people's everyday lives, Mm -hmm. since we are everyday covered by clothes. So, pioneers who inspired me. Gore-Tex would be the perfect example of what we want to achieve through Pirates because it offers a unique and a high-performance technology through a product that everyone can access and integrate into their lives. And I would say that uh, that the pirate's difference is that there is a textile revolution going on, and we are far from being the only ones to be innovating. But what makes us unique is the capacity we have to offer a technology which comes from nature and working with natural fibers. Uh, this is in opposition to functional synthetic fabrics, to coatings or treatments that we can find today in today's textile market.
1: Mm -hmm. And what do you mean by we are currently living a revolution in this area?
2: Uh, Well, I think there is a revolution happening in in, uh, textile and in fashion in different levels. Uh, So one of them, I would say, it's... um, uh, the technology, the implementation of technology in, in fashion and in textile related with uh, virtual reality, uh, the capacity of customize uh, with our measurements, um, our clothes to work on the sizeability of the garments. I mean, there is a big revolution related and connected with sustainability i I think as well uh on 3d printing, there is a lot of things happening, but in what we' are doing uh, at pirate, which is functionality, there is uh, being a revolution of of textiles that that bring features today people are are expecting from textile to get something else than just being covered or look good A functionality that has been very developed for the past years in sports mm-hmm. for example uh, in the sports field would be uh Uh, to get a dry, quick uh, fabric, uh, which means that the the sweat evaporates uh, really quick. It has come first from synthetic fibers on fibers that have been modified or as well, uh, thanks, or because of coatings or treatments on the textiles. Mm-hmm. So what it's interesting about pirates and what our research is focused on is trying to bring functionality and properties from the natural fibers themselves to be connected as well with one of the revolutions that it's sustainability the textile industry is one of the most polluted industries in the world. And I think that all the new ones that are getting into this boat and the ones that were already, we all have together to try to fight against this pollution. Being a startup in this field has given us the the experience of seeing that it's not easy. For example, in our case, we have a very open and clear traceability of, of the origin of our products because since we are creating uh, new products from scratch, we know the whole process that goes from sourcing the fiber to making the, the final fabric.
1: Uh, many small innovative businesses or startups realize the importance of IP issues a little late down the road, usually when uh, venture capital investors knock on their doors and they request an IP audit. Uh, what steps did you take to ensure, given your legal background actually, uh, an adequate protection of your technology from the outset of your entrepreneurial journey and also down the road, like patent filings or trademark registrations, uh, contractual arrangements?
2: Well, so from my experience of the world of startups, it's true that they sometimes don't realize the importance of IP issues, but as well, it tends to be related to the reduced budget of a startup at the beginning Mm -hmm. and the high cost that IP protection represents for a small company that isn't creating a revenue yet. Pirates case is a big different because uh, I started the project during my last year of my law degree, so I, I knew and I was reminded for five years how important it was. <laughs> Plus, I I spent the first three years carrying out the R&D before launching any product uh, before selling anything. So during this period, I I had time to think. And of course, I I made sure to protect the business as much as possible, knowing the investment it had taken. Uh, So what I did is that I focused on obtaining first our EU trademark for Pirates. Pirates is the name of our company and of our fashion brand because we have a dual business model. We have a fashion brand as well as we are suppliers of our textiles to other brands. And, and so we obtained as well the EU trademark for Pyrotex. So the name of our textiles. And then we filled for a patent and we established a partnership agreements with all the suppliers that were going to assure our production chain in the future once we were launching our, our products.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you ensure uh, also the effective protection of your know-how and technology in your daily operations, particularly when you deal with third-party suppliers, with your business partners, your distributors, and maybe also your employees?
2: Well, so at Pirates, we've uh, found different ways to protect our textiles, even if it's uh, not always easy. And textile is a very special industry regarding protection because uh, just a variation of of a composition, for example, can uh, unprotect your product. So we found different uh, instruments As for example, by focusing not only on the fabrics compositions, but on their quality and protecting our production chain by keeping our know-how and process a secret. And in order to achieve that, we always signed a non-disclosure agreement with our suppliers. We've always done it with our employees, employees with our interns and especially with every brand or potential client interested in our products and wanting to receive further information or swatches. So actually from the first email, we always uh, sign a non-disclosure agreement. And then in addition, uh, we have now started to ask our clients to sign a trademark agreement before supplying them our fabrics. Meaning that once the product is launched, the use of Piratex is stated on the labels and on the brand's communication. Mm. And well, this, for example, is one of the things I would have liked to do when we started to commercialize our products. Sometimes uh, you do a transaction with a brand and then uh, once the product is launched, uh, they forget about the sourcing of the materials and about uh, the supplier that was behind this transaction.
1: And the fact that you did not do that uh, in the past, did it have consequences?
2: It didn't have consequences, but uh, unfortunately we we lost visibility because at the end we are not a normal textile supplier We are a supplier of technology and we want our name uh, and our trademark to be put on the textile and said that this is a pyrotex technology and the, the final customer knows what he's wearing and what are the properties it has. So the problem uh, we've had not signing this trademark agreement is that today there is on the market sometimes our Pyrotex fabrics without being labeled. And at the beginning of of our commercialization part, it would have been very helpful because at the end it's an advertisement and it's a a way of showcase uh, our products in the real world.
1: Talking about pirates, the name pirates. uh, When you turn to the question of naming your company and branding your products and getting uh, visible also online, how did you navigate the issue of prior rights? And you said that you had this background uh, that really helped you. So you did a lot by yourself. But how did you use or do you use today IP experts, IP professionals, or lawyers? What what do you expect from them?
2: So. Interesting, because uh, the first idea actually was to name the company Pirate uh, without the S. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it ended up being Pirates is actually because of the trademark availability. Then, well, during the company's whole development process... I carried some of the legal processes just by myself. But yeah, of course, I looked for and found lawyers who could advise me well during the whole process, especially for our patent application. So what I expect, and guess other startups do expect, it's um, that lawyers can understand their point of views and interests and finding different ways to protect and reinforce the company. And I think it's very important. For startups to understand actually that law can reinforce the company. Because for big corporations, I think it's obvious. But uh, when you're starting a startup, sometimes you, you don't realize that law can reinforce your company. And as I said before, the, the law field is very intricate and complicated, but it's crucial to build the company into a solid one. And as well, I think um, in our case now, we're we're doing our first investment round. And I see that it's very valuable for potential investors and even to be sold in the future. So I think it's important that startups understand that. Mm-hmm.
1: Talking about now the life of the company, uh, do you consider challenging fostering R&D efforts and more generally innovation research throughout the life of the company?
2: So following the three years of R&D that, that we did, as I said, uh, we really officially started to commercialize our products in January 2018. So since then, we've been very focused on sales and we are a very small team and we've been constantly multitasking. So it has been very complicated to innovate up until now. But uh, despite this challenge, we'll be actually presenting five new fabrics during Paris Fashion Week and uh, we will be expanding our current range of seven fabrics to five more. So as I said, yes, we are currently undergoing our first investment round and, uh, and once it's done, we will be able to expand our team and our team and have people that is only focused on carrying out the R&D, having uh and engineers in in the team, and as well a full team only focused on sales. So you you internalize everything. Correct. Okay.
1: And in addition to developing uh, all these innovative products, those pirates uh, also use. Um, innovative tools in its day-to-day operations. What's your environment regarding uh, technologies?
2: Yeah, so um, one of the greatest challenge of for any company and a startup of the 21st century is the integration of technology uh, in its operations uh, in order to increase well, everything, efficiency especially. So at Pirates, We're still working on it because it's a process and it takes time, but we're getting there. Uh, We are a team of millennials and we are constantly in touch with technology, so we should be using the most innovative tools. We are now finishing uh, the A6 accelerator program in Barcelona. We've been uh, one of the five startups chosen by by the A6 company to be part of this accelerator program, and this program has helped us a lot into this path. Especially because uh, the other four startups with who we are participating to this program, they are all applications and uh, very technology-oriented companies. So it it has helped us a lot into that. Okay. And so if you had
1: a wish list, what do you see as the most promising technologies in your business or in your environment for, again, your daily operations operations? Do you see AI,
2: for instance, as a, a must in the next few years, in the future, and to what extent? Yeah, well, in our case, I think uh, it would be material traceability, mm-hmm. And well, in the functionality to be able to to improve through technology or the word related with testing, testing materials. Uh, because in our case today, all our fabrics are tested and certified by textile institutes. But find ways to to improve these testings and make them more um, efficient would be yeah would be a great improvement. And you talk about traceability, you you have in mind uh, everything related to blockchain. Well, I think today, uh, the customers are way more aware about wanting to know about the origin of the products they have in their hands and uh, what happened before they bought the product. So knowing and being transparent about the whole process. uh, For example, in our case, we love to share the ways uh, we, we need our fabrics, because all our fabrics are knitted fabrics, so they are made in, in circular knitting machines, and being able to show that, to share that, to trace our products from when they were just a plant and how they got and became a fabric, mm-hmm. uh, and as well, traceability regarding the, the origin, the geographic origin.
1: Regina, to conclude, could you share with us your secrets? You're really, yeah, you know, at the crossroad between law and technology, thanks to your background and thanks to your business today. And how do you keep up with tech innovation?
2: So, my practical advice is to keep moving. I don't really have a secret, (laughs) uh, but I think it's to keep moving and be passionate about what you do, like what you do. And it doesn't matter if you're not 100% sure, uh, just keep moving forward and try things out and learn from your mistakes. It seems like a very typical advice but but I believe it's it's true and related with technology, tech innovation moves at a really quick pace and doesn't wait for anyone. So we have to keep uh, moving and then of course I would say to read uh, to keep your eyes wide open, and know what's happening in the world and and I think it's very important to try and have the goal to become an expert of your field.
1: Mhm. You had specific sources or you receive I don't know newsletters or you look at blogs or what what's uh, what's I would say your your routine?
2: Yeah, well I I read a lot uh, uh a lot I, I read every morning the news from fashionnetwork.com. They have a great newsletter uh Specific adapted to to different uh, world areas, and you find uh, the uh, news related with uh, with fashion, but uh, related more with the business part, with numbers, uh, with uh, IP uh, as well. Sometimes it's fashion, but uh, business oriented, and I think it's it's very interesting uh, to read their news, and I do it every every day. Then. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of social media but uh, in the field of uh, fashion and textile Instagram is a great tool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to know uh, and follow what's happening and today we in our case we are starting to work more uh, especially with thanks to the A6 accelerator with big brands but we work as well with uh, young brands and and young designers that mostly are successful thanks to to internet and to the social media Thank you very much, Regina. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. My guest today
1: was Regina Polanco, tech entrepreneur who founded and leads the Smart Fabrics startup Pirates, based in Europe. Regina will be one of the speakers at the INTA Europe conference in Paris in February 18 and 19, called Embracing Change, where experts will talk about doing business
0: in Europe today. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New, a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit INTA.org.